Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Above Par. I hope you're staying warm. You're not shoveling snow. You're getting excited about the possibility of spring and the 2022 season. It's been a crazy couple of weeks with the weather in certain parts of the country. So if that's you and you're in that part of the country, I hope you're keeping your mind and your thoughts on when you can start playing some golf. And what I want to talk to you today about is you breaking your score barrier for 2022. We can get stuck with these certain scores. They always seem to end in zero. I don't know why. Like I want to break 100. I want to break 90. I want to break 80. I want to break 70. But we get stuck at these score barriers that we can't seem to get past. And I want to offer up four different ways that you can get through that score barrier this year, whatever it is. It doesn't need to end in a zero. It could be, I get stuck at 85 and I just want to shoot some scores in the lower eighties. Could be that you're a 75 shooter and you just want to start shooting some scores under par more often. And the thing that's important to understand about golf, it's not linear, right? You're going to have some scores above your score barrier and below your score barrier. We're probably talking more about the average though. I know some people who have just never shot in the eighties and they want to shoot below the eighties. But it's important to understand that golf is up and down. There's not a straight line towards your golf goal. There's going to be some ups and downs. But I want to offer you a couple different ways for you to break through that score barrier. And I'm going to offer up 90. And the reason I'm going to offer up 90 for this podcast is because I remember going, when I was 13, going through a really tough period of time of breaking through that number for me mentally. And I got myself a little bit stuck. I was playing at Wanaka Country Club in Hamburg, New York which is a suburb of Buffalo. That's where I grew up playing golf. And I got myself stuck because I started believing that 90 was my par. It was just an easy way for me to do math when I was <laughs> when I was younger. I would just go, all right, if I made a bogey, that's my par. And if I bogey every hole, that'll add up to 90. And so if I make a double, all I need to do is make a par to counteract the double. And then I could, you know, I'll shoot at 90. But I stayed there for so much longer than I needed to. I knew I was a better golfer than a 90 shooter, but it just felt so comfortable. And it was easy for my brain to default back to, to do the math. (laughs) I know that sounds silly, but that's kind of the way it worked. So I'd always just try and balance out my double bogeys with a par. And I knew I was good to go. So let me offer you up a couple ways to get through that barrier. So the first thing you want to do is you want to be a scientist about the weakest part of your game. You do not want to be dramatic about it. You do not want to focus on the part of your game that hurts the most such as I hit a big old banana slice. I hate that shot. I want to get rid of that shot. That ball ended up landing in the rough or to the right of the fairway bunker and you were still fine, yet you three-putted six times. That's not being a scientist. That's being dramatic. You're focusing on the part of your swing or your part of your game that has the most emotional pain. You're not solving for the problem of where you're losing the most amount of strokes. So the easiest way to do that is just to keep your stats and focus on the one part of your game that is costing you the most shots. You can see that on a piece of paper, but if you don't have that, you can look back at your last round or the last time you played, or you can ask somebody that you play with all the time, like, what do you think is the weakest part of my game or where I could improve the most? They're not going to have that emotional attachment to that big old banana slice that you didn't like to hit. I know this should be true because of all the years that I taught when people would come and take a lesson from me, they wanted to focus on shots that were not impacting their score. I'd have 
beginner golfers come in and want to know how to hit a three wood. That is not their problem. Just don't hit a three wood until you get to a certain level. They didn't want to deal with the fact that they can't get it up and down or that they're wasting a bunch of shots or all the other areas. Now, I'm not saying, of course, that you don't work on a drive that's curving too much or you don't work on trying to hit your three wood off the fairway more frequently. If you're going to go out and practice, you want to practice and spend a majority of your time on the area that is costing you the most amount of shots. Usually it's your short game, just going to say. And a lot of people don't like to work on their short game because it's just not really rewarding. They'd rather hit big old drivers and try and hit it farther. But if you really want to make some improvements in your game, if you want to break through that score barrier this year, you want to approach it like a scientist. Figure out what is the worst part of your game, what is the weakest part of your game, where you could make the fastest gains in your shots, in your score, and spend your time when you practice in that area. And then you got to ask yourself, what do I need to learn? And how am I going to learn it? Right? If you're not a very good chipper and it's costing you a lot of shots, you need to learn how to make a great chip stroke, or you need to come up with some alternatives for chipping. And that should be part of your practice plan when you go out and hit balls. Just side note, you don't want to go out and hit balls for the sake of hitting balls. You need to have a plan. It's so much better when you go to the range and sit there and go, all right, I'm going to work on my chipping. This is how I'm going to work on my chipping. I know exactly what I need to do. And I'm going to spend 30 minutes doing it versus going out and going to the short game area for 10 minutes, whacking balls around and going, all right. (laughs) So weakest part of your game, what skills do I need? And how am I going to go about learning them? Have a plan. Number two is course management. Ask yourself, can you play holes differently on the golf course? We get into a routine, especially if you play the same course over and over again. You never look at a hole differently. And then you end up creating the same result. If you have a hole that's kind of your nemesis, it's worth asking yourself, could I play this differently? Instead of going driver three wood down into that partial swing, which a lot of people don't like, not getting it close enough or not getting up and down from there, maybe making a big number, is it worth you going down and leaving yourself a shot or a club that you like? Do I need to hit driver off of every hole? Are there holes out there that I can prevent short-siding myself so I don't make big numbers or can't get up and down? There is no one way to play any given hole. And the more imagination that you have when you're out on the golf course, the more that you're going to be able to take the shots that you own at any given time out onto the golf course more effectively. You're not going to have 100% of your game with you 100% of the time. So if you can't hit your driver one day and you don't have the ability to see how you can make a par or make a decent number with hitting a different club off the tee, you don't have that imagination or you won't allow yourself to do that, it's going to cost you a big number. If you haven't figured out how to grind when your game isn't there, then you're going to have a lot of ups and downs in your game and your score. You're going to have some big numbers, really big numbers, then you're going to have some decent numbers. You want to get rid of those big numbers. And part of that is you opening up your mind at being creative on the golf course, taking what you own at that given moment in time out there and make the most out of your score in your golf game. So ask yourself, are there different ways that you could play holes or courses so that you can make the most out of your score. And the, the, the place to look is, especially if you have consistent blow-up holes or you're consistent short-siding yourself or leaving a club that you don't like. And then the third way is your mental game. And that's you questioning what you're believing about your identity as a golfer right now and what you shoot. So going back to me as a 13-year-old, I just believed I was a 90 shooter. That's kind of how I labeled myself. I was a 90 shooter. And I needed to shift that for me to go and start playing at another level. It wasn't going to happen if I kept that thought. So how do you identify yourself or label yourself as a golfer? That needs to start shifting. 
If you're saying I'm just a person who shoots 90 or I'm just like an 80, 82 shooter and you really want to play in the 70s, you need to change that language. That also applies to the shots on the golf course, right? I'm just a person who doesn't get up and down out of a bunker very often. That's not helpful. (laughs) That thought is not helpful for you. Your brain is always going to look for evidence of what you feed it, the thoughts that you feed it. So if you're telling yourself that you're just a person who doesn't get up and down out of the bunker very often, that's going to become your reality. Same thing with the score that you're telling yourself. And I'm not saying you have to go to the opposite of that and start believing that you're a person who gets up and down all the time out of a bunker. Just quit saying it. Just quit telling yourself that you're a person who doesn't get up and down out of the bunker or doesn't hit good chip shots or hits balls out of bounds or always makes a big number. They're just not useful. They don't serve you. And then if we're trying to break 90 and you're going to be an 85 shooter on a scale of one to 10, what is your belief that you can shoot 85? And if it's not above a seven, What do you need to believe or what do you need to stop believing so that you can get it to an eight or a nine or a 10? And that might include, you need to stop believing that you're always going to have a blow up hole. You need to stop believing that you make more double bogeys than you make pars. You need to stop believing that you can't put 18 holes together, that you can't concentrate for 18 holes straight. That at some point during the game, you're always going to fall apart. You need to stop believing that you can't handle the pressure or the nerves. Maybe you need to stop believing that your game isn't good enough or that you're always going to have a bad swing in there or that your game could fall apart at any minute. And what you need to start believing instead so that you can break through that next barrier. And when you start believing that or start telling yourself that story instead, you start rewriting that story, your brain will go out and start looking for evidence. And then you're going to be able to break that score barrier. So those are three things that I want you to work on. I want you to be very scientific about your game. What do you need to work on? Have a plan. What skills do I need? And what is my plan for improving that statistic or that area of my game? Number two is, could I play the course differently? Could I be smarter? Where am I wasting shots because of course management? And number three is, what do I need to stop believing about me as someone who shoots the score right now? And what do I need to start believing as the golfer who I want to be, who shoots below 90 consistently? And this is the other thing you have to promise me, is that when you shoot above 90, we're just using this as an example. You are not going to use it as an opportunity to beat yourself up. You're not going to use it as an opportunity to have proof that everything's not working because this is the nature of the beast. You are going to shoot above 90 at some point if you're a 90 shooter right now, and you're going to shoot below it. And all you're trying to do is get below it more than you get above it and give yourself credit for all the times that you get down there. Give yourself credit for being more of a scientist with your game than being dramatic. Give yourself credit for looking at the different ways to play holes and give yourself credit for starting to believe new things about what you're capable of. Then you're going to break that score barrier in 2022. And I want you to email or text me and let me know. All right, my friends, have an amazing day and I'll talk to you next week. And if you want any extra help breaking that score barrier, I invite you to jump on a call with me and let's talk about what's possible for you in 2022. You can do that at kathyhartwood.com.